All right, so uh, I'm back after a week of absence. I had a sore throat, couldn't fucking talk, so it's a lot easier to just not have this sound like shit than try to, you know, just not have it for a week than to try to, like, muscle through it. It's just, it's so dumb. Um, I did a video a while back on YouTube, and I sound like this the whole time. Like, I ate a block of cheese, smoked a carton of cigarettes, and drank a gallon of milk. It's just terrible. It makes me want to cough just thinking about it. Um, I was, like, <laughs> the the translation on the YouTube video was, like, subpar. It couldn't even pick up what the hell I was saying. Like, uh, I don't even know why I even bothered doing it. I should have reshot it. I should have just waited. But uh, I really wanted to get content out. Um so that's out on the internet. I don't remember what video it is, but if you want to scroll through the old YouTube and give it a gander, that is on there for uh, shits, gigs, and funds. Mm. I have been looking for sponsorships for this podcast. Um, I'm working on some right now, but if you guys are interested, uh, this is where a sponsorship would go. Um, I have a couple other friends that told me I need to plug the fact that I want sponsorships on here. Uh, in order to get sponsorships. So if you guys want to get your ad placed on this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud, uh, go ahead and hit me up at the Pop Punk Dad. Um, the Pop Punk Dad at a G- Gmail. Yeah, that's my thing. The Pop Punk Dad at gmail.com. <laughs> I couldn't think of how an email went. Oh my God. Uh, that's so silly. Um, so that's uh, that's what that is. Uh, I have a new harness coming in the mail that's not something sexual. I'm really excited for it. It's my uh, <laughs> it's a new harness for my camera. Uh, I just ordered that this week. Uh, I'm looking at the order. It should arrive here tomorrow. It's currently Wednesday. Amazon says it'll be here tomorrow. Uh, the last time I tried ordering this for the Motion City Soundtrack Punchline show, it didn't come in in time, so I had to half-ass it with my old one, which didn't work. Uh, my microphone's been kind of buggy lately, so I had to get a new cord for that. Uh, if you watch my country video um, uh, on YouTube, one of the more recent ones I did of uh, punk rock country bands, uh, the volume and the sound quality on that is the worst volume and sound quality ever uh, on the planet. Um, it sounds like it was filmed in 240 and rendered in 144, uh, if anybody knows what the hell I'm talking about, for you music and video aficionados out there. It's just really bad. It was, uh, <laughs> I usually run this road mic through my iPhone um, with a rig, and I have a setup on that in a YouTube video as well, a YouTube tutorial video on my setup. But uh, the microphone wasn't working for whatever reason, and now I got it working again. I thought I had to buy a new one, which would have really sucked because that's like $200 down the, down, the, down the pooper. Who's messaging me right now? thought I'd... It's a TikTok. Oh, guys, I'm on TikTok. Just letting you know, it's at the Pop Punk Dad. If you have a TikTok, I have fun stories on there and um, like 15-second cover songs. Um, I have uh, my cats and my rabbits and my – I don't even want to call it my dog, but it's a dog. It's on there as well. Um, Fun confession times and that kind of stuff on my TikTok. I guess that's what's cool, so that's what I'm going to do. I have over 100 followers, so thanks for the month I've been on there. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, TikTok's one of those weird things where you can like be nobody and then overnight you can be somebody. I, I have a, a couple friends that they started as a gag 
and now they have like 175,000 followers on there. And one of the reasons I got it was, um, like trying to traffic people to my YouTube and to my Facebook and to the poppunkdad.com channel page, uh, which is what they've done. They, they started out on TikTok and then they started an Instagram and their Instagram immediately got a, like 25,000 followers overnight. Their YouTube channel has like, you know, 13, 14,000 and they just started um, because in one of their videos they were like, hey, uh, if you like what I'm doing here, check out my IG and my, uh, my YouTube. And um, they only put up a couple videos and it's just it's ridiculous, ridiculous how um, 60 seconds can literally change your life. Uh, 60 seconds could absolutely change your life. That's people like, you know, uh, I'm the J, who's a, someone on there. Uh, Carly, Charlie D'Amelio. I'm going to say Carly, I don't know why. And a few other people on there that are, like, blowing up overnight. It's pretty crazy. Um, from anything from dancing to doing parody to doing their own songs. People are getting record deals from a 60-second TikTok. That's how Lizzo got blew, blew up. She put that, I'm a, I just took a DNA test, that song put it on tiktok it did nothing it did nothing suddenly people were parroting it and then a record label's like hey i want to hit you up uh do you want to get signed and this was like a year ago and now she has a grammy um she didn't want to give up her music career but however i've talked about this before i believe either in a youtube video or on my uh, on my on this podcast i think it was the last one actually uh next week on here if everything goes well and it gets filmed right uh i should have a special guest um, my, uh, for on, on this, uh, on this podcast, I'm pretty excited to have them. They were, a, they're a band that, um, that really started the pop punk dad. It's really crazy. I'm going to talk to them about all of that. Um, if you've been a fan of, uh, my channel and a fan of my page for a while, you know exactly who the hell I'm talking about. Um, uh, they, they kind of ignited this whole interviewing and and, uh, and featuring bands on the channel thing and it's going to be really cool to actually talk to them um, we're trying to figure out time zones right now because uh, <laughs> they're uh, they're not from the United States or Canada so their time zone is a little a uh, little weird um, we're, we're trying to figure that out right now so uh, they'll be they'll be on here next week uh, I'm not gonna say who they are yet and I'm not gonna say um, if they're going to be on here because we go, we've got to figure out all that stuff. Hopefully it's going to go down because, uh, we're trying to, um, coincide everything with their, uh, they have a, they have a new single that's dropping, um, in the middle of February. So hopefully if we do this next week, by the middle of February, their, uh, their release will drop. Um, and you guys can hear it exclusively on here. They want to do an exclusive, which is fucking amazing. Uh, of them to ask me this. I have the email up right here. Um, we'll just see. We'll see. We have two weeks for it. Their single drops on the 19th of February um, from their new record that they're going to release and they're going to talk about all of that. Maybe we'll play some sound clips on here. Hopefully um, I won't get taken down for copyright infringement since you know they're going to be on here and they're going to be giving me the, the okay to do so anyways. What do we got? Oh, what's been going on this week in the week of music? Basically, I'm just going to talk about stuff I've been posting on on my official Pop Punk Dad page 
first up we have huh, this is crazy uh kind of unprecedented they're not a they're not a metal band per se uh but first up i definitely have to talk about the the not fest tour that was just announced um the fact that uh okay someone's just on my oh it, it's someone's on my page it's me because i just clicked on it uh yeah, Slipknot uh, hosts this annual tour um, called Knotfest, and uh, they're doing a road show where they take it on tour. It's usually in San Bernardino. It's one weekend, um, and it's metal bands from all over God's creation um, coming together for one weekend of rock. And uh, they've done this thing where they take it on the road, so they take like the best four or five bands from Knotfest and put them on the road together. Slipknot's always, you know, touring with this. And uh, this year, um, this summer, is going to be kind of weird because you have a day to remember, Under Oath and Code Orange, Pittsburgh's own Code Orange, who's nominated for a Grammy last year, uh, if you guys didn't know. Um, coming from the words of Corey Taylor himself, uh, we set a precedent last year. Knotfest is a showcase where you never know what to expect. Uh... This year is no exception. Um, the bands we have represent all all corners of all musical worlds, just like we do. Uh, and they're exciting as hell. I can't wait to watch and enjoy them along with the rest of the fans. I didn't know Corey Taylor was an ADTR fan. I'm really excited for that. Uh, from what they talk about in their lyrics and stuff, it's going to be kind of weird to have uh, Under Oath on the tour. The only one that kind of fits the bill is Code Orange because they're fucking, they're a metal band. Um, Under Oath really came from the hardcore and the punk rock underground scene. They're a Christian band. Um, a Day to Remember it does have a new record that's dropping in, I think, April um, called You're Welcome. They've been pushing this fucking thing back for months now. It was supposed to come out the end of 2019. Uh, everyone was kind of upset. That it didn't come out. They had that single that came out with Marshmallow, which everyone was excited for. They thought, ah, this is going to be it. This is going to be the release of the record. And then they dropped a single, and they're like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the release of the record. And then they dropped another single, and they're like, you just fucking dropped this thing already? And I guess they went back to the drawing boards, literally, and didn't like the way that the graphics and the album art was going. Uh, in that direction, so they are uh, finishing that up. The music, from what I understand, is completely done. Um, but I'm pretty excited for this. Um, they toured with Under Oath uh, a couple days towards the latter half of 2019. So those two are going to get a... Um, uh, those two are going to be together for all these dates. Yeah, we have... Uh, True Slipknot Road Show, Syracuse, New York, Mansfield, New York, Quebec, Montreal, uh, Ontario, Michigan, Tennessee, Florida, California, of course, Carolina, Alabama, Texas, and fuck you guys, I guess you're not coming to Pennsylvania. Anywhere near PA, I think the closest one is mm, New York, New York, maybe, maybe, or Michigan. Nah, it's New York, definitely New York. Um, yeah, uh, it it's a small short tour but it's really cool that they're uh they're really mixing it up with these these bands so i'm pretty excited for that maybe they'll maybe they'll announce a second leg of the tour i i don't know what they're doing but this goes all the way until june 25th 
I think maybe by then a day to remember will announce a tour. They have to tour the record. They have to tour the record at some point. So that they might drop off um, and they might do a, a, a record release tour. Um, at least that's what I'm uh, suspecting anyway. Uh, but anyway, you can check out more of this at notfest.com or slipknot.com. Slipknot1.com, not slipknot.com. Yeah, notfestroadshow.com, slipknot1.com. Ignore the other .coms that I just said to you. Um, that looks that looks pretty exciting. Pretty excited. There's a couple other things. Uh, speaking of tours, speaking of tours, let's talk about this for a minute. I just did a TikTok about this uh, that people were kind of going ape shit on there, and I have hundreds upon hundreds of comments and um, likes and 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 views on this on this particular thing. Um, let's talk about My Chemical Romance for a minute. We absolutely have to. They got back together uh, on Halloween. That they were going to come back and do his show at the end of December. Um, we all knew, though, it was um, just a matter of time before they would announce some sort of tour. You're not just going to come back and do one show and then be done. Um, bands just don't do that. Unless they're like, I don't know, uh, you're doing Riot Fest or something and you're playing your 10-year anniversary from front to back. But to just out of the blue announce this... And then a couple weeks after, I guess, they announced that they're going to play the, um, oh, it's not Slam Dunk. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's a festival, if any of you guys know. It's in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and Europe. Um, and basically, the US awaited. Oh, We're just waiting. We're just waiting. And I guess, um, finally, uh, they announced their first leg of their 2020 tour, which kicks off September 9th. Uh, at the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit and continues through the entire month, wrapping up in October 11th at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Um, along with their tour announcement, they put together a 13-minute... Uh, let's see. Is it 13 minutes? It's 13 minutes. 13 minutes and 20 second long video called A Summoning. And um, you should watch it. It's really creepy. It's really cool. Uh, there's nods to everything from Sweet Revenge to the Black Parade um, to Danger Days. Uh, it basically walks this kid who's summoning <laughs> My Chemical Romance to come back to life, trying to resurrect them in an actual seance. And then he gets chased by the um, the werewolves in suits from the Na 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 video from the Danger Days record. Uh, he gets chased through all of the records he gets chased through a chapel where Helena's dancing her ass off again after she's dead. Um, the two from the album cover of Sweet Revenge are there getting married with blood all over their face. Uh, it walks you through a hospital from the Black Parade and the cancer videos. Um, and then it takes you to the Na 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 um, uh, the video through Danger Days. And then it wraps up with... Um, the bands announcing um, all of the dates, where they're going to be, and uh, when they're going to be. So, uh, pretty crazy. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Tickets went on sale. Uh, do I have this up? Tickets went on sale January 31st at noon, local time. Um, 
let's talk about that because that's that's the crazy thing. So we have the Little Caesars Arena sold out. Uh, the the one in Minnesota sold out. Ontario, Chicago, Chicago still has it because it's Riot Fest. They're playing Riot Fest this year. So uh, anything right now that is not a um, that is not a festival. They're also doing AfterShock Festival in California um, and the Music Midtown Festival in Atlanta, Georgia. Those two aren't sold out, but anything else that's just like a date, like they have one in LA and Oakland at the Oakland Arena and the Forum, they're fucking sold out. Everything's sold out. Now, tickets started at around $200 a piece. They're going up to four or $500 depending on where you want to sit. But fucking nosebleeds alone are $150. So to sit all the way up in the rafters at the forum, you're paying $150. Obstruction view is going for $125 to $135. So to sit in an arena at the top of the fucking arena with a pole in your face, you're going to pay $135 just to be there to see a spec that you think is Gerard Way and you think is Frank Lero, but you really don't know. It just could be a stagehand changing guitars. Uh, and you're not going to see them because you got a pole in your face. So that's going up. Now, resales are even fucking crazier. Places like StubHub, Polestar, um, SeatGeek, and Ticketmaster especially, resales are going for $7,126 for the cheapest. They're going up to $10,000 for fucking tickets for resales. I don't know what the deal is, why Ticketmaster and StubHub and all these other... They don't set a, uh, 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 a, a benchmark, uh, uh, a ceiling on the ticket prices. Like you can only, if you bought it for 125, you can only sell it for 200. If you bought it for 200, you can only sell it for 500. $7,000 for one ticket. This isn't a group. This is one ticket. This is really ridiculous. Um, Paul McCartney's come back to where tickets were $400. Those were the resale prices. When the Rolling Stones and Pearl Jam play, tickets were 700 and that was the resale price at its peak. $7,000 for a My Chemical Romance show, this is, it's just ab absurd. People are talking about it all over the internet right now. Um, you can also check this out on thepoppunkdad.com. I'm talking about it on here as well. I mean, you hear it, it's, just coming, it's coming out of my face right now. I'm kind of upset about it. Let's move on to other punk rock news. Uh, what is going on in the world? As soon as this loads. <laughs> Speaking of uh, more more tour stuff, uh, we have the Hell Omega tour, which is also um, kind of it's kind of ridiculous in price, but it's not super ridiculous. Like I saw resales for the Hell Omega tour, uh, $350 for Pit. Usually the week of, day of, that shit will go down. Um, but uh, it's it's Green Day, Fall Out Boy, The Interrupters, and Weezer. Um, it's not super terrible. You're not you're not paying seven thousand dollars for a nosebleed seat. Um, but but that's 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 the thing. It, it's it, I, I don't even know. Hell Omega Tour is, uh, is pretty exciting. There's another one. Motley Crue is coming to town with Def Leppard. That one we talked about uh, a couple podcasts ago. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous prices. Those two tours, 
the prices are ridiculous, but for my chem to announce this and be $7,000, not even announcing the opening bands yet. We've had rumors that it's taking back Sunday, Thrice, Thursday, Jimmy Eat World, The Used. It would be awesome if it was The Used because they did that David Bowie and um, Freddie Mercury collab uh, of the song Under Pressure uh, back in 2006, 2007, I believe. I don't know. It's on YouTube. Look it up. It's uh, They did Under Pressure. Um, no one even knows who the opening bands are, and this is just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I love My Chemical Romance as much as the next guy, but it's just dumb. <laughs> I don't have that much money to go see a band. People are literally wasting their entire income tax return on one ticket to go see a band that they're going to see the dot. Just, just they're going to see as a dot. It's just, it's not even going to be a worthwhile experience. Um, something that calmed me down. Mike Durnt, speaking of Green Day, from from uh, Green Day, starts uh, started a venture in the cannabis uh, industry. So that's pretty pretty uh, pretty. I mean, they're called Green Day. It, their band name was after weed to begin with. It was only a matter of time before we saw something like this coming. Uh, um, Dirt plays not only an investor, an advertiser, but a brand brand ambassador for a California cannabis farm um, called Golden Seed Stems. Um, Sorry, called Golden Seed. It's just called Golden Seed. And it stems from a dark time in his wife, Brittany's life, who recently battled with breast cancer. And um, it gave him kind of a first-hand look, a first eye perspective on how um, cannabis and weed could be used for medicinal purposes. Uh, uh, Mike Dern goes on to say, I got involved with the golden seed on an invention, on an invitation to look at the farm with a friend of mine. And after I made a few trips, uh, checked out the beautiful locations. I asked my wife, she was okay with the investing and she said, okay. Um, she was absolutely all for it because cannabis was a tremendous help during her chemotherapy treatments when she was battling breast cancer. To this day, it helps with her body aches and pains and uh, the residual effects of a lot of the drugs that she was in her system. Um, so, I, I mean, it's... I kind of pictured Billy doing something like this, but for Mike Dern to do it, I could guess. I guess I could see it too. Maybe he'll talk Billy into doing it at some point. Uh... It, I think it's a really cool thing. Uh, the future can, cannabis certainly has a ton of promising things. I don't smoke weed myself, but I do think it just needs to be fucking legalized everywhere already. It's ridiculous. You've got people that are spending 10 years in jail for anything over eight eight ounces or whatever the fuck. Like, it's just so fucking stupid. Just so fucking stupid. You know, weed's never killed anybody in their entire life. Uh, but that's that's just my that's just my whole thing on it. Um, but yeah, you can check out Green Day on the Hell Omega tour. More about uh, Mike Dirt and his cannabis thing at thepopunkdad.com as well. I'm gonna leave that in the links below this video. Uh, if you're watching on SoundCloud, you can click on them. If you're watching on Apple, I'm not sure if you can click on it. If you're watching on Spotify, just click on thepopunkdad.com and scroll through, and you'll find it. What else do we got? Uh, 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 uh. The Suicide Machines are releasing their first album in 15 years. I was really excited by this. The Suicide Machines were one of the first bands, punk bands, that I 
inadvertently didn't know it was a punk band, but I listened to a whole lot um, because of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Uh, a lot of us got into punk rock and skating and all that stuff because of that, and their song New Girl was on the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater game, uh, along with Goldfinger, Superman, of course. You know, I gotta do a shout out for that song, which started it all for a lot of us. Um, they recorded this album in about 12 days at the Rancho Recordo uh, studio and produced by less than Jake's bassist Roger Lima. Um, it's uh, it's it's pretty pretty awesome. They have a, the first track out is called Awkward Always. Um, vocalist Jason Navarro um, had this to say because they also they're joining the Fat Records family, which is really really fucking cool. Uh, we all felt that we wrote such a good record that there could be no home better for us than at Fat Records. Uh, it's an honor for us to be in the DIY the DIY house they built and. Be included in so many legendary bands. Feels like we were always family, and now we are finally home. That's amazing. I thought they were on Fat Records already, but I guess I was wrong. Um, it does seem like the perfect fit, the perfect home for them. Fat Records, of course, homes to bands like, of course, No Effects. Uh, <laughs> it just it feels like it feels like the, the 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 perfect fit for them. I'm pretty excited for this. When um. They also have a couple tour dates coming up. Uh, they're playing the McKee's Rocks at my hometown of uh, Pittsburgh, PA, the Roxian Theater with Anti-Flag for Anti-Fest. Uh, Anti-Fest is going to be incredible. Um, my good buddies in Punchline are also playing that festival with a ton of other bands. Um, they're playing the Atlantic City Beer Festival uh, the Slam Dunk Festival 2020, uh, at, and they're playing also the Slam Dunk Festival uh, North and South in May uh, in Leeds and uh, Hatfield, UK. So you can check them out there, and you know you can check them out at FatRecords.com. You can get the uh, the record pre-ordered right now. It's called Revolution Spring. You can check out the new single Awkward Always at thepoppunkdad.com uh, under the, the review that I did on this. Uh, it says, uh, the Suicide Machines to release first album in 15 years. It has their ugly mugs, it's pictures, and you can click on that and read all about it and listen to their new record if you're into that band. Another band that I'm really, um, that I'm kind of friends with that I did an interview with last year is a band called The Tiny Stills, and it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this. Uh, Wiretap Records, uh, they've, they've really... They've really felt like family to me as well, um, because they've they've hit me up with releases ever since I started thepoppunkdad.com. They're real homey. They're a real DIY type family uh, and environment, similar to Fat Records, uh, Wiretap Records is. Um, but it's really cool there, and they just announced the Wiretap Records Family Vacations Tour, which features my good buddies in the Tiny Stills, uh, Kaylin West, and. Uh, uh, a band called Bristol to Memory. Um, they're going to make their way across uh, the U.S. And what's cool about this tour and really unique about this tour is those two bands are touring. But along the way, they're going to play with other bands from that local area. So say a band like Odd Robot, uh, who's also on the Wiretap Records fam, might come play two dates with them. And another band that's on, you know, the the record label might play another couple of dates with them. That's what's going on with this, but it's definitely going to be those two bands that are playing Tiny Stills and Bristol to Memory. Um, 
tour dates start in Sacramento, California on April 23rd and go all the way across the United States uh, and end back in Orange County on May 23rd. So we got April to May, 30 days. They're out on the road. And you can check that out at thepopungdad.com as well or wiretaprecords.com. Uh, if you're interested, um, I did a little feature on this. And you can check out the Tiny Stills interview I did with my good buddy, Kalen. You can uh, you can check that out at youtube.com backslash thepopunkdad. Or, you know, I have the interview right here in this feature that I did. You can also just click on that there. We talk about a lot of things while they were on tour with um, Wiretap Records fam, um, as well as uh, good, good, good friends... Um, uh, a band called Just Married. I did it. I did a dual interview that night with the both of them, and you can check out both of those. But the, you know, the family reunion tour, kind of excited for that. Uh, you can check that out uh, at thepopunkdad.com and at wiretaprecords.com. Also on both the band's pages, I guess. I guess uh, they wouldn't. Why would they not want to advertise that? Tiny Stills and Bristol to Memory. You can find both of them on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. All of their stuff is. Uh, uh, announced on there as well. Well, guys, um, I, I, I think I have one more thing to talk about, and I'm really excited for it. Is uh, I've been a really big Anthony Green fan for as long as I've known uh, Anthony Green. Um, I, I like Seosin and Circus Survive is amazing, and Anthony Green's solo shit is amazing. And one of my favorite records from Circus Survive is Blue Sky Noise, which I'm feeling old talking about. You know the fact that it's a ten-year record, but it's a it's a ten-year record. Um, and uh, uh, Circus Survive is releasing a ten-year anniversary tour, as long as a ten-year anniversary re-release of Blue Sky Noise. If you don't know, uh, that record had such great songs as Get Out, I Felt Free, which is a fucking amazing song, um, The Longest Mile, Fever Dreams, just thinking of off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, 10 years for this record. It Let me see uh, if I can find out the specs on this. The album had a big debut landing on numerous Billboard charts, including number one Billboard, uh, 200, number one uh, Tastemakers on Billboard, three top rock albums, 11 top rock current albums, 11 top album sales, and 17 on vinyl sales. All this was on Billboard uh, at the height of this album's career. Uh, yeah, but they're celebrating the 10th anniversary of this. A limited edition commemorative vinyl release will uh, be exclusive. It's a three LP set uh, the remastered version of Blue Sky Noise uh, and fan favorite Appendage. Um, appendage. <laughs> the uh, edition also includes previously unreleased demos of Blue Sky Noise, which is going to be amazing because um, the whole record is fucking great. But I like seeing the birth of the song, the structure, where it started. Motion City Soundtrack recently did something like that for their um, Even If It Kills Me record. I like listening to like where the song got there it's start a lot of it's like could be just humming in an acoustic guitar but it's really cool to see where the structure it shows that a lot of albums um all albums in fact 
all of them got their start the same way that any other musician that's not signed to a major label gets its start. It's just you with an acoustic or a piano and you humming along to a melody that's stuck in your head or playing a guitar riff over and over and over again until a song comes together. Uh, I, I don't know. I just love that. Uh, but they're releasing this uh, along with uh, the Appendage 2, which is going to be on the that's the unreleased um, demos. Uh, the vinyl reissue is limited to 4,000 units and features brand new expanded packaging, uh, triple gatefold jacket with a collection press of pink, yellow, and blue, and or blue vinyl. You, I guess you have your choice. Uh, each album will include a seated wildflower download card. So you get a download card with this as long with, along with the vinyl uh, that is fully plantable and biodegradable, which is kind of, I guess that's, that's really fucking cool, I guess. Um, in addition to... Uh, that a dollar from every single album sold will be used to plant a tree through the donation of the One Tree uh, Planted organization. Uh, you can learn more about that at OneTreePlanted.org. Uh, Pre-sales go on now, and you can check them out um, at Circus Survive's website, HopelessRecords.MyShopify.com, uh, and you can just just look up just look up Circus Circus Survive. Or hey, you know what makes it a lot easier? Go to the PopPunkDad.com. Uh, backslash Circus Survive BSN, which stands for Blue Sky Noise, and you can uh, you can just look up um, th you can just click on the link there, or just go to thepoppunkdad.com and look for the uh, the the lovely saint with the, the the horse with no I think it's a phoenix or a Pegasus with no I don't know what the fuck the album cover is, but it's the Blue Sky Noise album cover. Just click on that, and of course they've got. Um, uh, They've got tour dates to go along with this. They're so small that I can't read them. But just for you guys, I'm going to go to Circus Survive's website and read some of them off for you. Uh, as soon as this loads, I guess, I guess, I guess maybe, right? We're going to click on this. All right. Uh, we've got Ram's Head Live in Baltimore. Uh, we're going to Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, Nashville, Ohio. Oh, they're going to play Pittsburgh in April, which that's going to be kind of cool. And uh, this starts on uh, March 20th in Baltimore and goes all the way to June 7th, ending in Philadelphia, PA, with a two-nighter at the uh, Union Transfer. Uh, tickets are available now for that, and uh, pre-orders for the um, the uh, uh, Blue Sky Noise 10-year anniversary tour uh, are available right now at thepoppunkdad.com. You can check out all of that. Uh, there's uh, a couple bands that are opening live for them, and you can check that out as well. Guys, I think that's all I'm going to talk about this week uh, at the Pop Punk Dad cast. Um, next week, stay tuned. Hopefully we will have uh, special guests on this podcast. And again, if you guys know anybody or if you are somebody who wants to lay their sponsorship thing down this is where a sponsorship would go again at the end of this um so or maybe in the middle or maybe at the beginning top of the hour i don't know we can negotiate that but you can email me <laughs> the dad at gmail.com or go to the poppunkdad.com find my g find my gmail click on that and send me an email or you know hit me up on cold call me on social medias and stuff i'm, I'm also good for responding on those as well most of the time some of the time my stuff gets backburnered but anyway, guys, this is the end of the Pop Punk Dadcast for this week. Thanks for episode, uh, I don't know what episode we're on. We're 20-something. Anyway, stay at Pop Punk, guys. Later. Later.